In the brand new book, Dear By Men, author, peer counselor, and creator of the hashtag Bisexual Men Speak, J.R. Youssef offers an unapologetic guide for readers who are Black, Mask, and Bi. The book features cutting social analysis, personal stories, and reclaims bi-plus visibility in a culture of erasure. It also offers practical feedback on how to unlearn internalized biphobia and homophobia, fight back against erasure and stigma, navigate sex, dating, partnerships, marriage, friendship, and much more. It's available now wherever books are sold. North Atlantic Books is offering listeners 25% off plus free shipping. Purchase Dear By Men at www.northatlanticbooks.com and use code CURIOUS25 at checkout for 25% off and free shipping. U.S. mailing address required. Let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money. Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous, like two bedroom suite instead of a one bedroom suite? So you're like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room. So you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your, your guys's room. Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money. Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous, like two bedroom suite instead of a one bedroom suite? So you're like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room. So you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your, your guys's room. Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week I sit down for a 40-minute conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. On today's episode, I'm joined by singer and songwriter Kim Petras, where we discuss how she writes music and how she is the incredible badass that she is. 
Did you have a good? You look so rested. Uh, thank you. I'm not. How do it's you just look? Gr- this gorgeous uh, concealer. Crying. It's just concealer. Well, are you British? So much, uh, no, I'm German. Ah. Uh, yeah, born and raised in Germany. So, uh, did a British person teach your English? No. Um, no. I didn't know you were German. Yeah, I'm German. We have to record this. Yes. It's rolling. It's rolling. It is? It's rolling. Hey. Hey. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here right now. I. We've been trying to do this for like a a time period now, and I'm so stoked it worked out. Me too. And can I tell you that I, I, you didn't mean to, but you almost caused me to like drown and lose my phone in Fire Island last summer because I don't know if you remember, but like last summer I was Insta-storing to you in this scarf and I was just living my best life to... Of course I remember. And when you put on your Insta-story, I I lost my bodily functions. I was like, <laughs> I was like halfway in the water when I, when some, when I was showed it and I, Oh my God. Like I was just, I really, I, I lived, it was fine, but like, Oh uh-huh. my God. I just, I love you so much. Your music is so incredible. You're so oh incredible. Thank you so much. Yes. And, but I you just, are. I just learned that you're German. I didn't know. Yeah. No, I'm born and raised in Germany. What um, town? Uh, Cologne, Germany. Cologne. I Cologne, took a Germany. train through there. Oh, you did? Uh? Yes. Oh my God. It's very Tiny. The and churches cute. though were beautiful. Too. Yeah, yeah, like the big, the big one in the middle, like where the train station actually is and goes through. That one is like sick. That one took like three hundred years to build or something. So people that were building it died and never saw it finished, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised in uh, Deutschland. Um. I love that you're a gorgeous German, a national. Ugh, thank you I so much. I didn't know. I'm, I mean, this is a sidebar, but like, I'm feeling like a little nervy for Angela. Like, this, yeah. she, have you seen, she, okay, like, I'm like, Queen, we need to get you an electrolyte drip. We need to get you some Gatorade. We need yes. to get you some, like, let's get her an iced coffee. Yes. I was reading about her, honey, that she has like, the craziest working schedule. She's just like a night owl and she just is known to be able to like negotiate into the like wee hours of the morning. I'm wow. not, I am not that person. Wow. At 1030, if I am not performing, like I need to be asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a night person or a morning person? I'm, I feel like I'm a, I'm creative at night. I feel like I can go easily until like 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. But that's, then, then that's it because it, it used to be longer. I used to like stay in the studio until like literally like the sun would come up when I was just like songwriting was like everything and I would write for other people and stuff like that. But now that I like have an actual schedule and I need to like be places during the day usually and like answer to like emails and stuff like I can't. But I, but I, I, but I love like night. I, I, I kind of like staying up till the sun comes up. And you're like a gorgeous, I feel like performing and if you're like a musician, I feel like your shows are probably just like naturally at night a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think some of the best shows that I do are at night because I think that, you know, like with the lights and everything just becomes like more magical. Yeah. When when it's when it's dark outside. Um but but yo, ain't got some some daytime performances also have the sauce. Ah <laughs> Triggered. I'm a little triggered. You're just like using your vernacular in front of me like it's no big deal. And I guess I'm just like a person. Like sitting in your presence is fine. Okay, so um, so you're minding your own business, honey. You're in Cologne. You're thriving. And then you start writing music because you're like, you want to become a gorgeous music, a gorgeous music writer. And then how did this, your 
quickly becoming like a household name, I feel. You're becoming Thanks. an icon. Like everyone Thanks. is like, how is this like, how's it been for you? It's kind of, it's been success. I didn't know her. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been really incredible. Um, So I moved to LA from Germany when I was 19 and um, I had definitely been writing songs my whole life in Germany like from when I was like 12 13 years old like just in my room just like being on my computer all day making like beats and tracks and writing songs so you do you're all up in all your levels for sure I mean I I work with amazing like producers and people who are much better at that like I can definitely like I can put down what I want it to be I can make like a drum loop I can make a bass line I can you know I can I, I technically could but um, I feel like I'm leaving that now to like just like my my friends who are producers. But who, it's like, like your collaboration style will be like I imagine it being like yeah, you know whatever, and then like for but, sure. But then yeah. you can be like, oh, this feels too like oh, like right here. Yes, that feels like to uh, uh? that that part feels right to uh uh uh. Can we just that, like that I feel happens like it, all the time? <laughs> yeah, but but you know, I, I feel like I've. I feel like I've like learned in the beginning. I, I really wasn't like amazing at writing songs, but then I, I started writing like every single day and really got into it. And I felt like it was kind of like my little like escape from my life that I didn't like in Germany because I'm not even like from Cologne. I'm like from outside of Cologne, you know, like I would drive to school in Cologne, but I was like countryside cows, like no neighbors, like nothing going on. Um, and I didn't like school and I didn't really have many friends and I would just always go home and like watch Gwen Stefani music videos and Britney Spears music videos and like write little songs and like just like live in a little like pop bubble. Um, but then as as I got older, I got really like antsy and I was like, well, I, I got to do, you know, I want to like make like big, huge pop. And I, and I felt like in Germany, I just couldn't find anybody who wanted to do that. Uh, G- music is very different there. Like it's a lot of like German music that's pop in there. It's a lot of like guitar, like songwriter music. And like nobody wanted to do like big fucking like pink gay club, like bops, you know. So I was just like... I got to go to L.A. And then I, I waitressed, saved up a flight ticket and came to L.A. Um, so you're just fucking literally waiting table story to like yeah. songstress fucking story. Yeah. I love that story. And 19, you came to L.A. So you're a baby still. Yeah. Tiny. Because that was like a, just like a second ago. You're like a little teensy weensy yeah. baby. The skin. I mean, I was the just remarking baby. before you walked in that like how are you serving me this much like just rested fucking glowy babies? I mean, this it's, it's a story of youth. Oh, thank you so much. I was asleep at 1030 with like loaded cheese fries and like a s'mores pie that this really nice lady gave me from um, Butter and Scotch, which is this like bar yes. in Brooklyn, but they bake like all of these desserts. Like they have the most beautiful desserts. I love desserts but so your inspos when you were a baby kins was like Gwen Stefani mm-hmm. like top five top five um 80s Madonna 80s, uh. 80s Madonna to me is forever like my number one inspo uh I, I I just think she's like the queen of the queens just like opening every door there is um Gwen Stefani Britney um probably like Boy George mm. I was really into Boy George and Kylie Minogue 
Because ah. Kylie Minogue, if you're if you if you grow up in in Europe in general, like she's like the queen of Europe. Like everybody just like loves Kylie so so much. And then obviously Gaga, Katie. I mean, I I love all the pop girls. Um, those were like the first concerts I like saved up for, like the Lady Gaga like Born This Way Ball and the Katy Perry like Teenage Dream Tour. So those were like the first concerts that that I was like saving up for and like so excited for. What but, does it feel like now that you're that person for uh, people? Amazing. I mean, it feels incredible. I feel like I'm. It's it's all. It's it's been such a long journey. Like and now it's like all really fast kind of happening that I get to do all these things. I just finished my first tour ever, and it's sold out like immediately everywhere, which is crazy. And my music's playing in clubs, and I don't. You know, it it was it's it feels insane and amazing. But also, I feel like I've I've worked so long on it and and so much on it that um. It just feels really great that I really like just get to be like, this is, this is sick and this is amazing. And and also just like the fans that I have are just like really like friends. Like I feel like I never have like an encounter where it's like I'm on the street and I'm like bothered by somebody. It's always like the cutest, like most genuine like interactions. So it just like, it just feels like. I have more friends. Like, that's just all that, like, changed. You I know? love that story. Cute, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> how has it been? Well, I mean, one, I didn't know. When I found you as an artist and started mm-hmm. just, like, listening, my friends introduced me to you, like, the week before I went to Fire Island last year, have basically been listening to you for, like, multiple chunks of time daily since. <laughs> but, like, I didn't know. Well, I don't even know how to like bring it up and be cute about it because for me it's mm-hmm. just like such a non-issue and like I just like don't it's just such a non-issue for me outside of like it being an issue like politically because I yeah. feel that we need to advocate for people that like don't have advocacy yeah. especially in America but like I didn't even know that you were trans until I read mm-hmm. it in an interview <laughs> but like how like I like but how is it how has it been blending that and talking about that, or is can we talk about that? For like, sure, of course. Um, well, it's it's kind of just been a big deal, which was a little, a little. I don't know. In the beginning, it was really hard to balance because I I had been a songwriter for a long time, and before that, when I was a kid, I was doing a bunch of documentaries in Germany about being transgender and doing a lot of work educating people on being transgender and kind of being like a little bit of a poster child of transitioning early and um you know, being very openly transgender. And at the same time, I was making music. And at the same time, I was doing all of these things. And I I don't know, it just became such a big deal. And like the press and everybody, just all all they wanted to talk to me about was being transgender. And um, so when I kind of like didn't want to do that, I feel like I like, you know, really started from complete scratch with the music. And like I really worked on myself and my writing skills and created something that I'm proud of and, you know, worked on my skills. And then um, a lot of the like labels that wanted to sign me were just like either like all about that and like that's the only angle we want to push about you or like a trans girl can never be a, 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 a successful pop artist um, because it, it hasn't really been done before like that. So it was it was difficult balancing it. So I kind of, me and my team kind of made the decision to just not even have me on the covers of the songs, like just have those little neon heads on it. Not oh, talk, yeah. not talk about it in 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 anything in the beginning, and just kind of let the music speak because I 
it's it's really hard because at the, you know people can be really cool and people can either are either like you're using your story to get successful as an artist or they're like you're not talking about this so you don't support the trans community so i just found myself in all these like little traps and all of these Which like is balances so unfair because you've actually <laughs> been like i feel like well you're already an advocate just because you are, but like that Thank was you. what your whole childhood was. Yeah, totally. And for me, I mean, my, oh my God, stand by. We're gonna take my little baby Ray is like holding up my little baby break sign, and I okay. don't want to like because it's. Do you need to pee or anything? Do you need no, water? Coffee? I'm great. I'm driving. Great. I'll just chill out with you. If you're like me, the threat of fascism is weighing on you this year. But even when the F word is uttered, way too few of us are considering the full scope of the danger, let alone how to really stop it. The Refuse Fascism podcast hosted by Sam Goldman names it, dissects it, and connects in-depth analysis of what fascism is with the understanding and urgency we need to defeat it. And she is joined by great guests to discuss the threat of civil war, attacks on abortion rights and trans rights, Trump and the theocrats, Project 2025, efforts to erase history and critical thinking, and much more. Check out recent episodes featuring Kathleen Ballou, Jeff Charlotte, Sarah Posner, Wujahat Ali, Dahlia Lithwek, and many more. Subscribe to the Refuse Fascism podcast on your listening platform of choice or go to refusefascism.org slash podcast. Darling, I was on a vacation recently and stayed at an Airbnb. And then I realized that while I was away, my empty house could be making money, honey. If you're someone like me that is busy and not home all the time, your home could be an Airbnb. And it's actually pretty simple to get started. Even if you don't have a whole house, you could start with just a spare room. Personally, I really enjoy staying at Airbnbs. I really do. I love a good Airbnb. Who is that? Come back, British you. And it really is a great way to like support local economy and support local people. So Airbnb is fabulous. And I know I was doing my British voice earlier, but we love Airbnb. So think about what you could do with some extra cash. Whether you're looking to treat yourself to something nice, like a shopping spree or a spa day, or start a whole side hustle, Airbnb can help you be that person. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness. And we literally have like literal gorgeous stunning competitors. And I feel like, um, uh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Yay. Um, I love you. That almost like literally made me tear. I don't know. Like, uh, no. I am so like, I feel like I am so rare to like, um, fangirl out on someone, but I'm just, I am. I just love you so much. No, I love you so much. Uh, It's happening. Okay. So, no, I just think it's like. You're a queen. But uh, so are you. Um, you. I often just think it's like, well, you kind of hit the nail on the head too. And you said, like, it hasn't been done in the way that you've envisioned it being done. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's. And I usually use this saying when I'm talking about things that are uh, been hard for me in a more like tragic space and this isn't tragic. This is like successful and beautiful, but there's no roadmap, you know? Yeah. I find myself in so many positions where it's like, there's cues that I can take from people. There's like lessons and wisdom that I can try to like usurp from stories that I've heard and experiences that I've had to try to make the best decisions I can moving forward. Yeah. But it's like difficult, 
you know, when you're in the moment, when you're trying to like navigate a path that has not really been like clearly illuminated for you. Yeah. But I, I, I think in, in like everything where people are just like truly wanting to do their own thing and truly, truly trying to be themselves and do something new that's like in all of those areas that's, you know, like you can take inspiration from people and stuff like that, but the, the rest you kind of got to figure out yourself if you want if you want to do something new. So I, I love it at the same time. Like I'm really like, I'm really excited about just like doing a completely differently and like it, it happens how it happens and I feel like I've learned so many like life lessons from just like trial and error and and failing and doing things right and learning and growing and all of those amazing things um, so last so you so you started coming out with the gorgeous neon baby outlines of your head mm-hmm. with your cute little baby bow and that was like your first is that called like an EP or something or were they just like singles or something like I just I, I refer to it as era one I mean technically it what is are like they? era one what's that Oh, era fucking one. one. Yeah. Could you uh, be any more major girl? Please. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> those were our era one moment. Yes. And what? And then it's clarity. Like our first, your first. It's not Jonathan. Do not take ownership of it. It's not even yours. Don't be gross. Is clarity like your first like a fish album collection or something? Or yeah. Is- I mean, it's my, like my first collection of songs. Like. There's so much pressure on like words and what you call something. Yeah, who that gives I don't, a fuck, right? I don't. I, don't I, I just want to put out as much music as possible. So I don't know. You don't mind uh, what it's called. I, I I don't want to call it anything. I just want to call it clarity. Um, I love clarity. <laughs> Can I just tell you that the other day I was like really like sing. I was practicing singing it on the way home from Philly the other day. It's hard to sing all in one breath. You've got some lung capacity that uh, does it and not play. Girl, that's the German in me. Ugh. I used to smoke like a chimney. So. That trained it. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, she's, but that song, like, has really been clutch for me these last, like. I, I, I saw the video of you uh, d- 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 dancing to Clarity, which was lit. I love this song. This, I mean, the, the Clarity era Jesus. is beautiful. Thank you. I love it so much. So what's, like, your deal with, like, songwriting? Like, like I feel like I will think about like um something that I want to like incorporate into my comedy. Like mm-hmm. lately, I've been you know like we you know we often champion like individuality and how like we're all like our own little gorgeous like you know. But then I feel like when it comes to like love, we all become like we're really quick to become experts and are like yeah. Well, I you know you can't put it on your gram for this long or you can't like fuck them for this <laughs> long or like we just all have like you know like and why it works for us and whatever. But True. really. If you think about love and how individual we all are based off of what I was saying at first, everyone's going to have like a different way to like finding a relationship and what yeah. works for you and what works for someone else is like not always going to be like the same. For sure. I think all those rules are like really scary. Like mm-hmm. in general, like I feel like they just put so much like pressure on like what a relationship is supposed to be. And I feel like a relationship can be anything and like love can be anything. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's which sounds so cheesy uh, and pride ended. Yesterday, so but it was, I shouldn't say this again. No, you no, I know, no, but, but yeah, I, I, I feel you. There's so many labels and boxes put on love and what's right and what's wrong, and I feel like that's a huge reason why like a lot of mine didn't work out because like ideas that I had of it they were completely stupid and then later on I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, like there's not an actual rule. Well, they weren't stupid. They're just like were. I think every you know, I don't think like the what you thought was ever stupid. But what I was trying to ask, which was not a question because I got too yeah. rambly in Sorry, it. Sorry, I rambled too. Don't, you did not ramble. I swear to God, I'll flip I this did. table. You cannot be negative about yourself for me. I swear <laughs> to God, I'll freak out. Um, but like, when I was thinking about that concept and I was thinking about like how I want to 
introduce talking about that concept into my comedy in a way that's like funny. Like, is like, what is on your mind when you're coming into songwriting? Like, what are you trying to convey? Like, it's such a massive subject and it's your art. Like, yeah, I think about so much when I'm thinking about how I want to do someone's hair. Like, this yeah. is your art. <laughs> like, how do you think about it? Um, I think about it in so many different ways. So, um, I mean, going back to like era one, that was my like escape era. Like my life, I was like living in like an apartment with like five roommates on like a damn futon and writing songs. In LA. Yeah. And like writing songs, like really struggling. And that's not where you live now. That apartment, uh, obviously. No, I don't. Where were you then? Just for a visual. uh, In North Hollywood, uh, LA. Like, like, oh my, I just, like my grandma, she always, like whenever we would talk on the, she's not alive anymore, but when she was like, she always like wanted to see my apartment. So she had like a Uh visual when you're on the phone, like talking about it. Yeah. Like, I'm just like dying for visual. Like it was like on what and what-ish. Oh my God. Um, where was it? It was on, on Hawthorne. Um, and there was a 7-Eleven around the corner. And it's like teenage you? It's like, yeah. Or 20-year-old you? Yeah. Um, and you were a waitress? I wasn't I wasn't in LA because in LA uh, I had like saved up money. I already nailed it by then. And th- th- no, no, really. I, I wasn't like, I didn't have like money for, me, for long. But I was, whenever I was in LA, so I would fly to LA and have like three sessions a day. And work really hard and then crash on like a studio couch in the beginning, like before I even had an apartment. And um, then eventually I got a cut. My first cut was for the Bratz animated movie. Uh, And it took me like two years. So I was struggling and on and off waitressing and doing sessions for like two years. What's a cut Um, mean and what do sessions mean? Oh, sessions. Uh, Sessions is like meeting up with producers and writing songs and coming up with beats or meeting up with different songwriters. Um, so I knew a couple songwriters from the internet, uh, from like YouTube and things like that because I was, I was doing covers on YouTube. Um, ah. so I would fly out and, uh, just try to write with anybody I could make as many connections as I could. And yeah, it took about like a year and a half or two years before, you know, somebody took one of my songs and that ended up being, uh, in a Bratz movie, which is amazing. Like I could never have Bratz because they were like too too slutty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, I I had to have a song on the soundtrack. I love that. Um, so healing, full circle, full circle. Yeah, finally I could be slutty. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but um, and then Fergie cut one of my songs, so sang one of my songs. Never oh my came, god, never you were- came out, but um. And then I got a songwriter deal from that. Because you were songwriting first. Yeah, I was songwriting for other people for like three or four and a half years in LA before anything really happened for myself. I feel like when I was younger, like in my teenage years coming up and like the Britney Christina, like, you know, Mandy Moore, like that whole like, you know, teeny, Mm -hmm. like that was like my first exposure. And like, I was obsessed with Hanson. And I also obviously loved those girls. I loved Spice Girls. I loved like everyone. I was obsessed. Um, But I guess when you think about the music industry, it's the... It's changed so much because of technology and the way that, like, people are paid, the way that people come up, the way that, like, and broadcast has changed like that in a lot of ways. Like, my family has, like, a broadcasting company that's, like, newspapers and TV stations and, Uh like, and radio stations. And that has, like, changed so much because, like, in the 80s, like, if you had, like, a TV station in a small town, like, the networks would have to pay you to carry their signal. Now it's, Uh like, technology's changed, like, everything. So there's a lot of, like, industries that are just, like, 
print magazines are a lot like that. There's just like yeah. a lot of industries that have changed so much and they so have be- much. and they become like profitable in different ways. Like in some in some ways there's more money for certain people but less for others and there's like less budget for like different things. So it's like yeah. I guess I just like haven't really like been hip to the story of trying to make it in the music industry <laughs> yeah. for a long time because I was just like trying to like pay my rent and feed my cats and like live <laughs> my fucking life. So it's like when you're saying like sessions, producers, flying, like I don't yeah. like I just I don't really I don't understand. Well, I like, always wanted to just like get discovered as a teen. I was like wow I'm not on the Disney channel. I'm a star. And you and were. Thanks. But, but because you were doing the, documentaries and stuff time, and being... But at the same time, I knew, like, nobody was ever going to write me a song because I'm just, like, some girl from the middle of nowhere in Germany, you know? Like, so I was like, I got to learn this myself. And I think that was such a huge blessing for me that, that you know, nothing did happen and that, that I did have to, like, learn this myself and had to become a good songwriter in order to, like, break into the industry because that was the only thing, like, I, I got, like, a couple of, like, commercials in Germany uh, when I was when I was a teen, um, which was, like, a laundry detergent commercial and, like, I would just, you know, be a writer and that was, like, my realistic way into the music industry because just, like, becoming a pop star, like, how does that happen? Like, does somebody, like, fly you out somewhere? Does somebody discover you at, like, a show? Like, I was performing all I could and, like, at like open mic nights and cafes and pride and like all of these things I was performing uh, at but but just like my like realistic way of like how am I gonna get into the music industry was just like get good at writing songs and so it, it was really cool and it, it also taught me a lot about just like artists because I wrote with a lot of artists that I like admire before before I wrote my own music and I feel like they taught me a lot about how the like music industry works, how to like stay a good artist and all of these things. I mean, I've always wanted to be an artist. Like I always wanted to end up as that, but I just didn't have the chance. So once I got a songwriting contract, I was like, okay, 360, I'm an artist now. Um, and kind of decided to run with it. And that also gave me challenges because at that point, like I had just got my first like big cut that was going to come out. Just had a songwriting contract. So everybody was trying to be like, write with this person, write with this person, you know, go in with this artist. And it was really like hard to, you know, be like, no, I really want to be an artist. And, but I'm really glad I did it. Oh, because when you got that songwriting contract, they were like, oh, you should go be a main songwriter for like yeah. so-and-so and so-and-so. You know, like, I really want to, like, totally. sing my own music. Yeah, because obviously I didn't tell anybody, like, before I signed the contract, I was like, yeah, I'm going to write for everybody, you know? And then got it, took the money, made my own record, you know? Secure the fucking bag. <laughs> I know, secure the bag, sis. Oh. That's, that's, what I, that's what I had to do. You did have to do I, it. I had to do it. But you're still doing it. Yeah. I mean, like, which is so major. I love that. But Thanks. I mean, because also it sounds like when you kind of touched on it before, like, it seems like you were saying that you can kind of make it and like, uh, I mean, you can obviously be successful in Germany and that's like major, but you were kind of going like, you want like a Netflix success in the sense that you want like 190 countries, honey, 110 million oh, yes. subscribers. Like, <laughs> we, we want to be like, we're trying to do like, we want to make the music everywhere and like but for sure but bottom line is in Germany nobody believed in me nobody saw it like that's I never found anybody who was willing to work with me or sign me or anything just like that's the bottom line like I had to come to LA for people to understand to be like pop music is great you know I, I don't know in Germany there's like a I don't know there's like a weird stigma that pop music is music or something you know so ooh talk about that like, yeah I, don't, I mean I think a lot of a lot of people in general have that like idea that pop music isn't like heartfelt music or isn't like real music and that's just like 
you know, formulated stuff. But that to feels me, so that's foreign like, to me because I just, it's my too. Bible. So I don't, but also I know, but, but I'm like, but, who said but, that? Like, <laughs> but we're like the LGBTQ community, you know, like that's our like life, you know, but like people outside, uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've run into it a lot of people being like, that's not real music. Let's just like, it's my, my synapses are literally not computing. Stand by. We're going to take a really quick break. And we'll be right <laughs> back with more literal Kim Petras right after the break. Hey, it's Jonathan Van Ness. Americans United for Separation of Church and State defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose, so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms like abortion rights, marriage equality, public education, and even American democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs. Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception. Learn more about AU at au.org slash curious. You ever own something that inspired you to up your game? We spend so much time in our cars. It's nice to have a car that makes you feel good. It's giving me like, you deserve to take care of yourself, girl. Honey, I just love Alexis because it's giving luxury. It just gives like, nice. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. And the features on this GX, honey? Available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Available front row massaging seats. Ooh, available 33-inch all-terrain tires. That's wide. Available multi-terrain select. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. They always say trust your gut. But one time, my gut told me to bleach my eyebrows. And that was... Fashionable, but not widely well-received. While probiotics can't help you with most of your gut decisions, it can give your gut a little bit of support. And Ritual has your back. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Did you know daily disturbances like poor diets, stress, travel, the use of certain medications, and plenty of other factors can throw off your gut microbiome? Oh, no! Enter Ritual. Their Symbiotic Plus has been a gorgeous tool. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide, your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 25% off. Welcome back to Getting Curious. It's Jonathan Van Ness. Uh, it's Kim Petrus. Love you so much. It really hurts me. Oh Love you too. Wow. I'm so happy to be here again. Um, yes. Thank I you for having me. All my friends so love much. you. Really? Yeah. All my friends are so obsessed with you. All my friends are so obsessed with you, girl. Oh my God. All our friends need to meet. Okay. So we can all be friends. All our friends. So we can all be friends. So, but ew, pop music being. um. Or the, I don't like that stigma at all. I think she's so expressive. It really helps me get out all my feels. Right, but me so, too. 
You know, when I want to learn a new gymnastics pass, like I go to the little gymnastics place and I train and I like, right now I'm like getting over a sprained ankle. It was really horrific for me, but I'm like totally like, it's better. I'm like, I, you know, I heal past it, but. No, not a sprained ankle. It, How did it happen? Oh my God. I was like, just like warming up for gymnastics and I like was doing these plyometrics over these mats and my toes got stuck in a mat when I was jumping oh! off of it and my whole body kept going, but my toes stopped. And yeah, it was the first time where I've ever had in my body like, where like I felt a pop, like I felt like a pop or like heard a pop. Like there was like that whole pop that you hear people talking about. Like I felt it. That pop. Yeah. And then like my ankle was like as wide as my head. And there was like a green and purple like bruise that was in the shape of an L and it was awful. But the point of that story is is that when I I know how to train for like a tumbling pass, when you say Mm -hmm. that you had to become a good songwriter, like you just feel like your younger year stuff was like just not the T and you felt like it was like, (laughs) you're just like, ew, my beats were dumb or like my lyric doesn't make sense or like that wasn't like, like you tried to make a song about talking about how love language can be different for everyone and relations can be different. But then it was a song about like mountains and or something. Yeah. I I mean, everybody like has to learn, but in the beginning, I was just like, I was not great. Like, nobody's great starting out at something. Like, are you saying self-critical because I bet it was, like, pretty good or something? It was, it was all right. Like, it wasn't, like, terrible. I, I've been saying that it, like, sucked. But, like, people liked it. Like, my friends liked it. But, like, being self-critical of myself, like, obviously, like, I, I knew I had to get a lot better. But, um, but yeah, I really feel like I, like, taught myself how to write a good song um, during that time. And, and, I, and I also feel like kind of having... Like, I, I love when Rihanna, like, said that having really bad style in the beginning, like, in really, like, a, a lot of faux pas, like, she thinks she had, uh, made her, like, really, like, focus on her style. And, like, that's the reason she's, like, looks so amazing now is because, like, she was like, ah, I gotta get better at this, you know? And, so, and I feel that way about, like, a lot of things. And I feel that way about, like, songwriting that I just, like, in the beginning, I, I wasn't great and just had to, like, get better. You know, um, when you were saying earlier about like, you know, just working with different artists and like talking about like balancing, do you feel like that's just because sometimes like label will be like, oh, um, like upbeat stuff is really cool right now. So we want to keep we like we loved like how like Hillside Boys was more like up. Like we don't really Ew. want you to slow it down. And like, is that what you mean? Like just being like, well, no, I really am going through more of a, like my clarity phase actually has like some slower things. So actually, like I'm feeling really Trey Strong the fuck about that right now like is that what you mean like just like balancing like labels expectations with what you think people might like or or being like I don't care what people like I want to express my own fucking vision um I I am so selfish about just like the things that I like I just I want to make the music that I want to make you know I'm just like this is what I think is great and this is what I'm going to make. And this is what I'm listening to. And this is what I'm going to make. And this is what's going to influence my music. So I, I really don't like like to listen to too many like opinions. And I also don't like many cooks in the kitchen. I kind of just like love um, my like little team I have of like friends. Like actually like me and my roommate write mo- all of my songs together pretty much. Um, who's like uh, amazing Aaron. Um, and then kind of my like songwriter friends that I've like, you know, uh, kind of collected over the years, you know, just like when, whenever I'm doing something new, I just meet up and I listen to the stuff that they like. And I, I, I always think it needs to come from a place where I just love it. But just like objectively speaking, just like in the beginning, I just like, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't write, you know, enough songs. And I, and I do believe in the like, you need to write like, 500 songs or something before you like get good at it you know yeah, so, it's, like sell, it's like pictures yeah totally it's like it's like anything that you want to get good at you just got to put the hours in and, and then you'll become good and I feel like now like what makes me good now I think is just that I have a really good 
picture of what I like. Like I feel like my opinions just became really strong of what I like and what I don't like and what I want people to feel when they listen to my music and what I don't want them to feel. So That's such an important thing to learn of like what Tyra Banks was just talking about that on her Insta about like, you know, when you're in front of the camera, it's about like, you're not, it's not just like, oh, I'm trying to look hot. It's like, what do you want that person to feel when they're seeing that image? Agreed. I think everything creative is like rooted in like how you want to make people feel. And I think that's like most important part of it. It's like the intention, you know, like, do you want to like look hot in something, you know, out of a selfish reason? Or do you want to like, you know, make people feel something? Or do you want to like make people think about themselves or make people relate to what they're seeing or what they're hearing or, you know? So I, I always think that that stuff is great. Nothing wrong with looking hot though. I I always, you know, um, I was just <laughs> I interviewing. I mean, you just like naturally always look hot. So uh, thank you, know, you. I have to think about it. I have to agree. Um, <laughs> I was just interviewing Kat Cohen, who's this incredible comedian. And uh-huh. I was, I said something like, um, I was like, how do you like identify? And cause she's this like incredible comedian. She's like, well, you know, model first, comedian second. And I was just like <laughs> obsessed. Cause I feel like that too. Like I totally identify as model first, comedian second, hairdresser, you know, third, cat dad. Actually it's cat dad, model, comedian, um, we hairdresser. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we stand. cause I just think it's important. Like it's like, of course I can be funny and be sexy. Like we're allowed to be like multiple things. This is oh, my yes. question though. Yeah. The range I've range, <laughs> but like based off of who you said your pop inspirations are, your music inspirations are when like you were growing up, who would people be like the most surprised? It's like on your Spotify playlist. Like that's like not of normal. And so that you just like, well, not that that's not normal, but yeah, you know what um, I'm saying? Well, uh, even though I feel like the pop girls are my biggest inspiration as far as like, what you know I, I I usually like do and then the stuff I've done in the past I, I feel like I do listen to like the greats in every genre like I love every genre of music and I really mean that um, I've, I've been really obsessed with like Muse I've been really obsessed with The Killers I've been really obsessed with Kendrick Lamar I've been really obsessed with Post Malone I love Lana Del Rey I love Marilyn Manson um, Ooh, I love like reference. Nine Inch Nails I Ooh. Love, you know like Did you I, I love like Elvis I, you know I, I Did you see the Black Mirror with Miley Cyrus? I did. I, I love you, Ashley. Oh, well. did you know that that was a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song? That, yeah. Uh, uh, my friend told me that, and I was, I. That song is about raping a dead person, according to my friend. I couldn't believe. I know. I didn't know. <laughs> I was shook. I because I was just, I was just standing the word verve. Yeah. Who knew what verve meant before Ashley? Oh, I didn't trust. Did Ashley, you? Oh, I, do you I know, know what Verve meant? I know off the Verve, like the um, Bittersweet Symphony people. Oh. So, so I, I do think that I knew what it meant. But uh, <sighs> just because of that, um, they also have a song called The Drugs Don't Work, which is beautiful. Um, do you I, remember like Bittersweet Symphony? That yeah, song course, is so yes. stunning. When is Verve in that song? Uh, no, that's the band name. That's their that's I thought a, that was like Oasis. Their... Is that not Oasis? Wait, girl. I think... I always just think that everything's like Oasis or like... No, I oh, think it's the vibe. I don't know. Any, I just think... Here's... I have a confession to make. Everything that isn't someone who I listen to, I just feel like it sounds like Simon yeah, and Garfunkel to me. Bittersweet Symphony is the verb. I know. I thought that was Oasis my whole life. Aw. I'm not that great with like genres of music that like I'm not like obsessed with. You know what I mean? Like... No, you don't have to. Like I only like like soft rock by ladies or like lady pop people Cute. usually. Um, do you like Blondie? Yes, yes, yes. Hot. Yeah, um, Me too. I, I do. But I feel like I, I am a little like, I feel like I have like a, 
like a male sexism bias in my music. <laughs> like, if like, like I just like I don't like boys' voices. Like I don't like I don't live for them. Oh God! Not it. to be sexist. I just I like like high. I like I like a I like a I like a. I like high. I feel you. I like up. Wait, Same. actually, let me think about this. Stuff. What about MJ or uh, Bruno? Love Bruno. Bruno can sing really high. Um, what about Prince? I think. Oh no, I loved Prince. Yeah, yeah. I think there's also though the like boys always bullied me a lot growing Trust. up. Like yeah. I was very so. I feel like I'm also kind of just like scared. Uh, like I totally. Like, like I never felt like I was like going to be like you know very close with like a like. That, like, I like growing up, I didn't think that, um, who, like, I didn't, I, I knew Justin Timberlake and I probably wasn't going to be like, oh, just, I forgot about that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure he is like a really nice guy, but like growing yeah. up in junior high, like, my likelihood of becoming best friends with like a woman felt much more comforting to me. Same. Than like, a, totally. Than a boy. No, I was, I was the same way as a kid because, because I've, I always felt like they were like my, imaginary like friends like in, in my like fantasy I was like hanging out with them you know so uh definitely was more likely for like the girls to hang out with me than the dude so so I feel you like I was a gymnast but, in my mind like I was like part of the magnificent oh God, seven you know what I mean yeah oh wait she's Dutch Sana Weavers oh. reigning gold medalist on balance beam Sana Weavers no she's major oh she's dead no didn't you just say she's dead she's the reigning <laughs> Oh, uh, beam gold medal. Oh She's God. very much alive. She has a fierce triple pirouette on beam. Yes. She's so alive. She's never be dead. She's yeah. She's so alive. <laughs> I was just trying to think of like German gymnasts that are like fierce. Like okay, but I have another question about that. Germany. Is a genre that I know nothing about. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like I German figure skating and German gymnastics are like underrepresented. I'm trying to think of like the most famous. <laughs> it's a lot of skiing people. Well, the 2012 vault gold medalist I feel like was German but she was like come from nowhere because everyone thought Michaela Maroney was going to get it but then she accidentally fell on her second vault and like no, no one saw it coming it was really upsetting <sighs> that was a dark no, time Michaela. I know we love Michaela Maroney so much love you girl so um, I, I have a question about like education in Germany and like how like you probably speak like eight languages no I only speak German and English Really? Yeah. But don't you guys have to take like a lot of different language classes when you're little? We do, but I kind of made the mistake of taking Latin, and that was so hard, and you can't speak it. Like, like no one really you know, just it. like yeah, no, people don't speak Latin. Like, it's like a dying language. And then, like, then I picked French after that, so I I can speak a tiny little bit of French, but yeah, no, I just like can't really speak any other languages. German school is pretty cool, though, right? Like, yeah, it's. The, there's some beautiful poetry in German, but it just always sounds really harsh. Mm. It always kind of sounds like you're yelling. So how did? But you like learned English in school because your English is yeah. like gorgeous. It's like me, it's like it's. I mean, I don't know how to speak German, but I feel like it's, listening to you talk, I feel like English is your first language. I just thought that maybe you were from London or something. Yeah. Uh, no. At very but, first. Yeah, but um, I, I, I do think like the English that they teach you in Germany is very British English in, in the beginning. Um, but then, then I also like, I just like, as like a teen, I would always watch every like Nicole Kidman movie with her original voice because I didn't like her like overdub person. And then I would just start watching every movie in like, because you know, in Germany, every every actor and every actress has their own 
voice person that speaks them again and records them in movies and so I would just start watching the original versions because I got really into like acting and I I was really obsessed with with actors and actresses and um, so once I started doing that and just watching stuff in English that's when I really like started picking up and really like learning even better like I I learned like the basics of grammatic of like grammar in uh, school but then I feel like movies and songs like taught me like conversational English. So, question. So, because you grew... So, you were doing, like, YouTube before, like, mm-hmm. your first era hit and before you became, like, a go, a, like a gorgeous, more, like, household name. <laughs> um, but, like, um, as, like, now that you're, like, in this space of, like, being successful, but, like, you were making... Like, you did, like, documentaries about, like, which I haven't seen and didn't know, but, like, uh-huh. what is that? Like, do you look back on that now, like, and... Like, how do you look back on it? Like, does it... Because you're, like, a young person and you were doing things on camera, like, at a young age. Like, do... Like... Because I always feel like looking back at myself, like, I just feel like I still have, like, younger parts in me that, like, need a different kind of, like... I don't know, like, nurturing or something. Uh-huh. I don't know if that makes sense to you. No, it does. Um. Well, it's it's difficult to look back at it because I did my, like transition like 10 years ago you know like I, I did it really really young and um ba- and kind of back then just like people were really awful about it like I'm gonna I'm be real like people were saying awful stuff people were asking awful things and I wanted I was very my parents made me very aware that I was very lucky and um that a lot of trans kids don't have parents that support them and that there's a s- extremely high suicide rate and that there's a lot of homeless trans people. And I was just like, I want to like educate people because that's what my parents were like. You have to do this because it's important and um, you have, you have to give back. You're so lucky. You, you you'll get to live your life the way you want to live it. And not everybody's that lucky, which is a beautiful thing. So it was a beautiful thing that I did. And I'm very proud but there were a lot of moments where people would ask me very insulting things. People um, would go too far. Like, number one question was always like, so uh, what's who has better sex, men, men or women? And like, so what's like having a dick? Like, and just like all these like awful, insane questions. And I was like 15. So looking back at it, I'm just like, that was really like not cool. And now I have the strength to like walk out of scenarios like that and not answer to that. Do you feel like people still ask this level of disrespectful question? No, I I think it's completely changed and that's amazing. And I think there's so much more awareness and so much more beautiful people to look up to. Thanks to social media, thanks to people being able to build their own platforms and not, you know, just like, I don't know, big corporations deciding about like what can be seen on like the TV or who can be a musical act. So a lot of things have changed in in so many ways that it's so beautiful. But I sometimes look look back at that and just like um, I'm mad at those people and the things that they like asked me. And um, and I think it's, yeah, it's, it's really crazy that the way people used to be about transgender people but thank god it's changed and thank god there's so many amazing inspiring trans women and trans men out there that are changing all of that um okay we have to wrap up in a little bit but i just like just a few more minutes um so 
Um, I'm like, my mind is so scattered because I love you so much. And, <laughs> I love you too. Oh yeah. So I feel like, co- like coastally, I feel like it's changing and in the entertainment industry, I feel like it's changing, but uh-huh. I worry about like places like my hometown, places like just rural America, rural Europe, like just places yeah. that don't have as much exposure. So for like young people that don't have the support of their family, whether they're transgender, whether they're non-binary, whether they're LGBT or LG or B and don't feel supported by their family or don't feel safe to live an authentic life. Like I know I endured a lot of bullying, found a way to get to a place where I was like happy with myself. But again, so much support. A lot of people like don't have the support in your case. You had already said that, but it's like, what advice do you have to like young musicians and like young creators that like just based off of like what you've went through (laughs) and, and your experiences in this world? Um, well, I've also run into a lot of like shitty contracts, a lot of things holding me up, a lot of like weird business people that were like shit. Um, so no matter what to get legal advice, like honestly, I know it sounds so crazy, but there's really so many people out there who just want to sign young people that they think are going to do something and then do nothing as soon as you sign the contract. So you unfortunately have to as well I've I've learned this like the hard way and um, you unfortunately also have to like research a little bit about like business and all of these things Um, but at the end of the day like never lose like you know just like know what you want to do really perfect it Um, really study music I think that's really important just like knowing about um, the music before you and learning about those acts before you that you know that can really inspire you and like not limiting yourself into anything because I feel like I've learned like a lot from like documentaries and YouTube about everybody and their mom you know like and also not just musicians like anybody in the entertainment industry but I think the end of the day like don't be scared to do something that stands out and that people think is not gonna happen because for me in the beginning I was making super bubblegum pop and everybody was like bubblegum pop is over like and you know so nobody really like believed I could do it and now I'm selling out a tour you know like based of making bubblegum pop which everybody was like that's over and this is what's hot right now so you know don't 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 lose what makes you special I guess believe in yourself like always feel free to evolve and all of these things but yeah. Who were your who were your biggest people that you kind of learned about that gave you some sort of inspiration when you were coming up in the world? Uh-huh. Um that you just like looked up to. They like weren't even necessarily in music just like generally speaking. If it was like a rapid fire like Yeah. blah 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 blah. From Karl Lagerfeld for me was a big person because he's like one person of Germany that really like made it like out there and internationally and I used to watch his uh, interviews a lot uh, like Christoph Waltz uh, is one of like the few he, he's Austrian he would he would hate that I just called him German um, but you know same Close. area yeah, same area. yeah. like um, the tri the tri-country region yeah totally um, like um, older movie stars I'm really obsessed with like Betty Davis I'm really obsessed with Tippi Hedren I'm uh, really obsessed with like um Veronica Lake, <laughs> you know, I just like I love watching like old, old school like, glamour Hollywood like girls because like they had it and like Judy Garland like they had it so hard like Jesus like we have it so good now like I always find it so inspiring to go back into like 
the those OG stars that really had to do everything the hardest way possible. Um, like Fred Astaire, my mom's like a big like Broadway jazz person. So, um, but also like you know Britney, also like. Anybody from anywhere, like Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep. Oh, God, Mourners uh, really fucked me up. I yeah. loved it so much as a kid. Okay. Jane Fonda. Love Jane uh, Fonda. I just like, I love like amazing like women. Like, I think that's like most inspiring to me. Just the strong women that did it before me. And then first, last question, and they're really fast. Is there like, is who is like giving you life right now that like we may not know on our Spotify? Like, is there anyone who you like is like newer that we like that like, like, Kim Petras, you heard it first. Oh my god, Kim Petras, you heard it first. Um, check out Dorian Electra, um, Bops. Check out um, uh, who else? I, I love this girl, uh, Renny Rucci. She's an Atlanta rapper, um, and she has a song called "Fuck 'Em Up, Sis," which is Ooh, amazing. Sounds fun. It's really good. Um, uh, damn it! Those are two really yeah, gorgeous two, places to two start. Really, yeah, two I love really those. gorgeous. Gorgeous artists. So um, last thing I'm is sure this. I'm sure I have a million more, but like uh, my head. No, sick. those two are amazing. And that was like a really rapid fire question. So like, <laughs> I mean, we, we made it to the end, at the end of the interview. It's like, is there anything that you want to say or that that I didn't, I always say it's like the end of a yoga class. Where you're like, oh, fuck, I really want to do inversions or like, you yeah. know, splits, but they didn't teach it today. And then they want to have baby goats step on me and do that. You want to do the goat yoga? Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. I'm sure you you could do that if you ever have a day off. Right. I Your really nails look so it. fucking good to make those. Uh, yeah, I made it up. Oh, oh my God, you know, I love May so much. She did mine too. Uh, May, May is a superstar. Um, I, She's so fucking major. Such a superstar. I went to lunch Let's with... Let's make our nails uh, touch each other. And then it's God, like, oh yes. my God, May's almost in the room. Wouldn't that be crazy? She's totally. like popped up. I, I believe it. I believe she could. Oh my God, I love um, so But uh, yeah, I, w- I had lunch with Mark Jacobs yesterday because he uh, had May do his nails after me. And we were all just talking about how big of a superstar this uh, May is. She is. I got, um, I got to cut her hair, like, not that long ago. I love her so much. I love her, like, actually so much. Like, what a special human being. I love her so much. Like, I always just want to be her a last star. client of the a day superstar. so that she can come over and I can, like, order us food. Oh, yes. Like, I just, like, love her. Uh, me too. Which it makes <laughs> me feel scared because, like, I always, like, hated it when clients would be like, oh, can I be your last client so we can go get dinner afterwards? And be like... I really just want to go home. Like, can you like go fuck yourself? Like, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then it's like you feel bad, so you're like, fine. But- totally. One of my best friends is a hairdresser. He always has that problem. Do they do your hair? Uh, yeah. He's he's in Germany, but he he does my uh, hair. My your, my hairstylist is also just like my. You your know, color is next level, bitch. honey. She's oh, so thank you bright. So much. Thank you. Getting your life. Thanks. So pretty. Okay, love you so much. Thanks so much for coming. I adore you. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Thanks for having love me. Love you more. Oh my god. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Vaness. My guest this week was Kim Petras. You'll find links to Kim's work and socials in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JVN. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. If you are enjoyed our show, honey, introduce a friend, leave us a review, uh, and participate with us. Let us know what you want us to cover. Comment in our at Curious with JVN socials. We are loving um, all of your interaction there, so keep it coming at Curious with JVN on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and we'll see you next time on Getting Curious, which was produced by Emily Bossick, Julie Carrillo, Ray Ellis, Harry Nelson, and Colin Anderson, and obviously yours truly. Love you guys. See you next time. Big kiss. Hold up. 